Welcome to Brandon Poole Elevation. My name is Brandon Poole, motivational speaker and lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week, I bring an inspiring person or message to help you make your dreams become a reality. Thanks for listening in. Now let's get after it. Hello, boys and girls. In today's episode, I'm the one actually being interviewed by Dan and Danae Hanford of the Tough Decisions Podcast. So when you're done here today, make sure you go over and subscribe to their podcast and leave a great review because I know you're going to love this episode as much as I did. You know, we talk about everything from how I went from being a scared, lost kid with a low self-esteem to building this unstoppable self-confidence and being able to speak in front of an audience and pursue my dreams. We even discuss the purpose of life. We go pretty deep. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a great review. And also connect with Dan and Danae Hanford at toughdecisions.net. I think that's it for today. So, here we go. with us today is Brandon Poole. He is a 19-year-old motivational speaker and entrepreneur. So Brandon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for taking some time today to talk to us. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Sure. Can you get us started and kind of, I made our introduction of you very brief because I wanted you to kind of fill in some of the details for us as to how you became a speaker, how you became an entrepreneur and what exactly it is that you do. Okay. So I got started speaking when I was about 15 years old. I was actually at a Toastmasters meeting with my brother, and he's the one who kind of showed me, you know, the power of, of Toastmasters and learning to speak. And from there, I just got really involved in that, became president of the youth club there at, uh, in Statesboro, Georgia. I'm now in the Atlanta area in Georgia, and I go to school at Kennesaw State University and still working on my dream of becoming the number one motivational speaker on the planet. And then I got involved in online sales and e-commerce and things like that, selling on Amazon, dropshipping, that kind of thing. And now I'm uh, doing a little bit of both, speaking as much as possible and currently working on a book. Well, I know, Brandon, that a lot of people listening right now are thinking, okay, what can this 19-year-old kid talk to us about tough decisions? You know, has he really made a lot of tough decisions? So I want you to dive into one of the top tough decisions that you've had to make in your life right now and your career as an entrepreneur. Well, I can definitely see how people would think that I haven't had too many tough decisions, but there are a few, though, that I think that everyone needs to confront their lives and they also deal with. And one of those is believing in oneself. Growing up, I didn't have that great of a self-esteem. I had very low self-confidence, didn't have many friends. And when I came to Toastmasters, after I went to that one meeting with my brother, and uh, he showed me the, the power of it. And so just by becoming better at speaking, becoming more confident and speaking in front of a crowd, I unleashed this power within me that really just uh, gave me the power to you know, shake people's hands, look people in the eye when I'm doing that. And not just speaking in front of people. That's not, it's not just confidence in speaking in front of people. It's also confidence everywhere else in your life. So believing in oneself, I think that's one of the toughest decisions that you can do. And especially for me and those of you out there who I know struggle with self-confidence. 
I think that's one of the biggest struggles with people as becoming an entrepreneur is self-confidence and some people telling themselves, well, I've never been an entrepreneur before and maybe I'm not an entrepreneur or, you know, they, they, they want to, they have this kind of, kind of deep down desire to want to, you know, accomplish this goal of becoming an entrepreneur, but they don't have the confidence to, you know, let go of their W-2 job or, you know, start a business, you know, outside of their W-2 job right now, you know? And so that confidence is really what a lot of people are lacking until they can actually, you know, understand that you know, there are other people that have been where they've been that they can actually help them get to where they need to go and get to where they need to go. That is really where that self-confidence really comes into play. Right. And I was just telling a, a group of kids the other day, you know, I always felt like I could do more and be more, but something was holding me back and I didn't know what it was. And that thing that was holding me back was a lack of self-confidence. What was it that gave you that confidence? Honestly, it was just speaking in front of people. I mean, if you can speak in front of an audience of 50 people, you can pretty much do anything, right? Yep. <laughs> but, and they don't um, fall asleep, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's not only just like speaking in front of people, but I was also, you know, listening to other motivational speakers every single day. I was Les Brown, especially if you, if you guys haven't heard of him, I definitely suggest you check him out. But I was listening to him. I was reading so many books and just slowly and gradually just building up my knowledge and, and wisdom. And the more knowledge you have and the more you, you feel like you know more about a subject, the more confident you're going to feel. Well, and one thing that I've found too, Brandon, is that as you continue to dive deeper into a particular topic or subject, you get to the point where you feel like because it's now part of you that you you need to have an outlet. You need to have a way to be able to you know educate and share and teach other people. And a lot of times we get into these positions where we gain all this knowledge and it's, it's, it's now ingrained into us that we don't really realize that other people need that information. We think that because I know it, everybody knows it. Exactly. You don't realize the, the power of the knowledge that you have. And that's one of those things that, you know, as an entrepreneur, you can look at where your area of expertise is and where it lies and try to figure out how can you utilize those skills that you have to be able to help other people solve a problem for somebody else, create a product, do something that you can now get into that entrepreneurial space. Right. I remember one time I asked my brother, you know, how, what's the purpose of life and, and things like that. And one of the things he told me was that it's, it's about adding value and using the skills that you have to fill the need that people have and to add value to their lives. What would you recommend to our listeners for people who have this desire to maybe speak in front of people or maybe they just lack the confidence to be able to do that? What, what's, what's something that you can share with the listeners to you know, help them understand how they can get better at you know, public speaking or speaking to other people or you know, just building their self-confidence? Right. So one of the main things that I would, I would suggest is to join Toastmasters. It's an international club. You can find them anywhere. Just uh, go online and type in www.toastmasters.org and you can find one near you. And it's really not that much for a membership for a year. And it's, it's totally worth it. But if you don't want to do that, then you can also just speak in front of your family. But then there's also community groups out there like um, Kiwanis or Rotary Clubs, and they would be happy to have you. Well, I want us to kind of shift a little bit to another tough decision. Do you have any other tough decisions that you've, um, you know, encountered in your entrepreneurial bit right now? Yeah, I, I think that one of the main things is 
when you decide to go after what you want in life, your dream, that, that business that you want to start, you're going to lose quite a few friends and they may not believe in what you're doing. They may think that you just need to go back to that job, that, that nine to five job that you're working. And so you have to, you have to set yourself apart from those people. You can't let them hold you back from living a bigger life. So Brandon, I want to just explore that a little bit with you because, you know, a lot of times the people that maybe question what we're doing or put a little bit of doubt in the back of our mind, they're actually people that really want the best for us, or at least that's what they would say, or that's why they're doing that, right? Right, right. How do you balance, you know, I actually think it's not wise to just discount everybody because they can actually, you know, cause us to think a little bit more carefully about what we're doing and we can Mm -hmm. take advice and counsel from those people. So how do you balance, you know, just basically saying, you know, I don't want to hear it. You know, I'm not going to be around you anymore because you're negative versus, you know, these people actually have my best interest at heart. And maybe even if they're not right, I should at least listen and, and think about what they're saying. I think that you should look at the quality of their lives. Are they having happy, successful relationships? Are they in a job that they love? Are they doing what they dream of? And I think that by looking at their lives, you can see they may want the best for you, but do they realize that in order to have the best for you, you need to go after that thing that they didn't? Hmm, That's a good point because, you know, I had a, a thing that happened to me recently we do multifamily real estate syndications right now through our company called Hanford Capital. And I was talking to an investor and the investor, I was talking to them about, you know, some of the tax advantages of investing in these large, you know, apartment complexes, hundred plus units, 5 million to $50 million in acquisitions. And so I was teaching him about those different tax advantages and various things like that. And he goes, well, I, I don't know why my accountant didn't tell me this. And I said, well, it's because you're in a different tax bracket than your accountant. So if you start talking to your accountant about how to save money on taxes and he's not even making enough money as you are, then he doesn't know how, what right. are the different things that you can do to save money on taxes. You know, right. you got to yeah. start asking people and surrounding yourself people or with people who are like you or are better than you so you can continue to grow and continue to improve. Definitely. Well, and I think along with that, I mean, they're, they're like you, they're better than you, but they also value the same things you value because, you know, those things are important as well. And sometimes they can't be measured in quantifiable things, but, you know, the quality of their life and are they successful, you know, personally in their family and that kind of thing. All of those, I think, are important to consider. So was it just kind of a natural thing that happened and occurred as you started setting these goals and putting a plan in place to reach them? Did you, did this just naturally happen where you, you know, you lost maybe people that you formerly had considered friends or was it something definite and on purpose that you did? I think it was a little bit of both, but I think it was mostly something that, that I uh, instigated. I'm from an area of Georgia where many people, they don't think that it's possible for someone in, in rural Georgia to make it big. And I'm not saying I want to uh, live a huge life and become the most famous person on the planet. I'm not all about that, but they don't see the how how much more there is out there in the world. And I wanted to see what else was out there. And so I just decided that I was going to, you know, set myself apart from these people that were that didn't believe that it was possible, that didn't think that I could do what I wanted to do, that, you know, living the life of your dreams is not possible, that you have to get a nine to five job in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. But I think there's much more to life than that. I don't think 
that you should spend your life doing something that you don't love. Obviously, right now you're you're in college. What's your major right now? It's uh, marketing. Marketing. And do the people that you're going to school with know what you're doing? Yes, and I've found that the the people that I've met in college are much more supportive of mm. of my goals and dreams because they're on the same path that I am. Sure. Well, they might be on a similar path, but not the same path because you know, obviously they're not all trying to be, you know, motivational speakers or anything like that. But, right, you know, right. they're, you know, all in the same maybe curriculum or something like that too. But we actually are very familiar with Kennesaw State University. We actually used to live near the golf Less course. Than a mile from oh, wow. There's, there's a golf course yeah. right behind KSU. And uh, we used to live right over there in, in Kennesaw, Georgia. Loved the area. It's a, it's a beautiful place. And, you know, the reason why I wanted to bring that up about your college is because, you know, sometimes even when we're in college, there could be people that, you know, are, are naysayers or whatever, but it's also about who you surround yourself with. So I'm sure you've probably encountered some students that are like, yeah, well, yeah, right. Whatever, Brandon, you know, you go do your thing. I'm going to do, do my thing, you know? Right. What does your family think about what you're doing? Um, my family has have been the most supportive people out of anybody back in the nineties. They're in the Amway business. And they would go to these huge events where people like Les Brown, Zig Ziglar, and Tony Robbins would come speak. And so they, they know the principles behind self-development. And my brother, the same, he's, he's uh, one of my role models. And, you know, he's the guy who showed me Toastmasters. And what did you like the most about Toastmasters? Because I know I, I've heard of Toastmasters. I actually have honestly never been to a Toastmasters. I just, I've always, you know, thinking, I'm always thinking that they're in there, you know, buttering toast and just passing them around <laughs> and talking about it or something. I don't know. You know. I don't know why they call it Toastmasters. Maybe you could kind of share with us a little bit about, you know, Toastmasters and how it improves speaking. That's what I've heard about it is, is it helps to improve people who need some help in, in, in speaking and, and engaging and getting that feedback from other people that are in the same position as you. Definitely. So I remember this first meeting I went to with my brother. I didn't know what it was either, but I had nothing to lose. So I just decided to go with him. And at this meeting, there was this, I was, I was 15 at the time. And there was this other 19 year old kid there. And I don't remember what his speech was about, but at one point in the meeting, my brother, David, he leaned over to me and he said, you know, that kid's going to be so much further ahead than everybody else. And it was in that moment that I decided that I, I wanted to be ahead of everybody else. And so during these Toastmaster meetings, there's prepared speeches and there's usually like usually two to three speeches then. And they can go from like five to seven minutes to 10 minutes. And then later on in the meeting, there's an area called table topics. And you're given a topic and you have to talk about that topic for one to two minutes. And you don't know what that topic is until you get up there in front of the whole club. So you can just imagine the kind of skills that you'll develop by being given a topic that you have to talk about off the top of your head. And it can be anything. <laughs> it can be about a cup. I don't know. Or I'm looking at a coat hanger. I was actually in a competition one time where we had to talk about a coat hanger for one to two minutes. <laughs> I love this. And I, I was going to ask you before I say something else, do you get critique in this? Yes. Well, yes. okay. So you're, you're giving your little talk and then other people who are maybe more experienced or more professional, then they give you pointers and criticism. Definitely. So for the prepared speeches, you usually have an evaluator and they'll go deep into critiquing you. But then there's also at the end of the uh, meeting, there's the club will give you like everyone else in the audience is given a chance to say what they liked about it or didn't like or thought what you can improve on. And 
there's also someone that's counting your ums, your ahs during your speech. (laughs) Well, that's really neat because as many people may may realize, a lot of the speech classes and and that kind of thing are are being removed from the regular curriculum of our high schools. Mm -hmm. And I went to a very small high school. I never had a single speech class at all. So when I went to college, freshman speech was like a huge awakening for me. Well, the funny thing is, is that, you know, once you got into teaching, that's one of the courses you had to teach, wasn't it? Was speech. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So crazy thing. I never had a speech class until I went to college and, you know, freshman speech was terrible for me because I had no experience. I, I wasn't terrible at it. I just had no experience. And then when I go to teach my, take my first teaching position, I'm a speech teacher. So it was kind of coming full circle for me. But what I was getting to is I think this is a great experience for every teenager and kudos to you for branching out and doing something extra. But I really think it's something that we could all benefit from because you're right. Once you've done that, the self-confidence just goes way up because that is one of the hardest things to do. And especially on a topic that you're not prepared for. Exactly. Talk to us a little bit about, obviously, you've had a lot of experience speaking. I'm sure you've read a lot. So do you have a book recommendation for our audience that you, you could give us? Yeah, I'd say one of the best books that I've read was Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. And any of his other books are amazing as well. But I just remember reading that book, and it really gives you the tools to change your life for the better. And one of my favorite quotes from, from Tony Robbins, and I think goes along well with your, your podcast, is he says, it's in your moments of decision that your destiny is shaped. It's a very key quote from him. I like that quote, especially when it has to do with the decision making, for sure. Yes. So obviously right now, as a 19-year-old, you have you know, the entrepreneurial bent. You've been doing some speaking. You have an online business. You're still in college. Have you made any money yet? <laughs> A little bit. I I definitely want to be making more, but um, it's all part of the process. Sure. Now, with the money that you've made so far up to this point, have you purchased anything that we would say is you know you know extravagant for a nineteen year old, or traveled somewhere that's been more you know of an exciting place or whatever as an as a nineteen year old? Right. So most of the funds that I've acquired have gone back into my business and things like that. But I remember last year, last summer. I went on a road trip with my best friend, Colin, and uh, a few nights were we spent in the car and then other times we're at Airbnb, things like that, camping. But we went to Washington, D.C., Philly, New York, and then we finished off in Niagara Falls. That is an awesome trip. You guys drove that. (laughs) We drove that. (laughs) Wow, that's a long trip. How many hours is it from uh, where you are in Georgia to Niagara? Oh, man, we drove all the way back from Niagara Falls overnight back home. And I think it was a total of, I think it was like 12 to 14 hours. Yeah, that's a long trip. (laughs) (laughs) You must make sure that you're in the car with your best friend at that time because if you had to stay in a car for that long with somebody you're not so much friends with, then it's not so good. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Well, what is one item that's on your bucket list right now? One thing that's on the top of my mind is as cheesy as it sounds and as it seems like everyone's go-to, but it's skydiving. And I've actually talked about this with my brother, his wife, and, uh, and her two younger brothers. We're actually planning on going skydiving in the next, probably maybe within this year, hopefully. But that's always been something I wanted to do, and it seems like it's going to become a reality soon. 
That's awesome. Well, I know that there's a lot of airports around there because I did when I was there at uh, in Kennesaw. I actually um, did some private pilot lessons out of that Kennesaw airfield there. And I remember flying over to Cartersfield and Cartersville and things like that. So I know there's a lot of airports in that area. So you'll be in the right place to do some of those, uh, the skydiving. Definitely. That's exciting. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for spending some time with us today on the podcast. How can the listeners reach out to you and, you know, maybe get some more information from you or start to follow you some more? Yeah. So you can reach me anywhere on, on all, pretty much all social media outlets at the Brandon pool. And, um, you can go follow my stuff and you can also look up my YouTube channel. I've, I've got my own podcast and uh, you can check those out. Well, it sounds great. Well, thank you so much, Brandon. I wish you the very best and I hope to have you on on a future episode as things continue to progress for you and your speaking. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you, Brandon. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and also follow me on social media. You can find me at the Brandon Pool, or you can visit brandonpool.co. We'll see you next week, and remember, you are blessed and highly favored.